0: All I'm saying about his mom is we just need to get her a nice spandex suit and a vibrator and she'd be fine. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway...
1: this week where we talk about the books that we hate to love and love to hate. I'm Caitlin and I'm Savannah and welcome back to our podcast.
0: Weekly disclaimer we have no authority to be here we just like poking holes at problematic tropes and characters and weird plot things so we buy a hard copy of the book every week in order to support these authors and that's all I have to say on that.
1: (laughs) I thought there was more but there's not. Since these episodes are not spoiler-free, we wanted to give you guys an updated book list. Um, So on the... Oh, also, we've changed our release dates to Thursdays. (laughs) Secretly, they've always been coming out on Thursdays, but we we announced Wednesday release dates. So now we're just going to switch it, since we release on Thursdays anyways. Not so Um,
0: secretly, because if anyone was paying attention, they always come out 2am because I'm up at night like, I'm going to get this out by midnight, and I I never do. So Yeah, it happens. Yeah, we're acknowledging
1: that now. We have the we have Breaking Dawn coming out on the 16th of April. That's by Stephanie Meyer. And then on the 30th of April, we have The Cursed Child by JK
0: Rowling. Well, with that, Caitlin, what are you drinking this morning?
1: I am drinking chai that I made at home. That's nice. Yeah. What were you drinking last night? <laughs> I was drinking blood orange cider. Uh, what were you drinking this morning
0: and last night? Um, well, now I'm drinking a mocha, uh, but last night I was drinking good amount of cider and some uh, weird tasting Arnold Palmer spiked. I don't know what it. I don't know what it was, but definitely got us drunk enough that we could not record. <laughs> yeah,
1: we tried and we were like, "This is not gonna work out. This is gonna be a wild episode if we record like this." So we just decided to not record and instead I um, decided to apply makeup. But I did a full face of using only eyeshadow
0: and my fingers and I'm not proud. And this is the kind of content that someday if we have a Facebook page or a Patreon, I will release these pictures to you. For money, I'm not doing that for free. You have to pay us, because those are embarrassing. Great, so now that we are here and sober, we have a word from our sponsor. Yes. Thanks, Future Savannah. So, summary for Ignite Me,
1: just reading the back of the book. Last night when we were drunk, I read it in my sexy podcast
0: voice. I think you should do that again.
1: It's a bit I'm... early for me to use my sexy podcast voice. That's you know a strictly what? Strictly after 5 p.m. It's 9 p.m. p.m. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the fate of Omega Point is unknown. Everyone Juliet cares about may be dead. Now Juliet is the only one standing in the re-establishment's way. But to take them down, as well as Anderson, the man that nearly killed her, Juliet needs the help of one of the one person she never thought she could trust, Warner. <gasps> and as they work together, Juliet will discover that everything she thought she knew about Warner, her abilities, and even Adam was
0: wrong. Dun dun dun. You know what? I do give her points for the short summary, even though I know she had nothing to do with it and didn't write it. It's so much better than those summaries that are like two minutes long and summarize the entire book. One of
1: our biggest gripes with this book is that the language was not as bad as the last book. So even though in the last episodes, oh, mind you, this is a sequel episode. The fuck are you doing? Go listen to the other two, (laughs) come back, then you can listen to this one. But the (laughs) language is as bad in this one. It's upsetting because we've come to expect it with the other two books. And that's part of why we enjoy reading it, even though it's so terrible. However, I do just want to give some credit that this is how the book starts off. I am an hourglass. My 17 years have collapsed and buried me from the inside out. My legs feel full of sand and stapled together. My mind overflowing with grains of indecision, choices unmade and impatient as time runs out of my body. The small hand of a clock taps me at one and two, three and four, whispering, Hello, get up, stand up, it's time to wake up! Wake up!
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel when I have to wake up in the morning and I've had like five alcoholic drinks the night before. you feel
1: like your legs are full of sta- sand and stapled together? hmm yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is my greatest regret about- I was so looking forward to this book, just like I have so looked forward to all of the rest of them, and I was- I was heavily disappointed in the language disappointment, but not in the lack of character development or absolutely empty plot. so I am excited again instead of like i will remind you for for two books we have been waiting for incredibly super powered teens to like i don't know kick some ass do something fight a battle and all we have got is emotional angst and a lot of like really weird discussions and that doesn't change this entire book is dialogue there's literally no action i guess we do start off with warner telling juliet that all her friends are dead (laughs) like she wakes up the battle's over everyone is dead
1: and i feel like Juliet doesn't like she literally takes a day to mourn and then she's back on to pining after warner right and she's like he's just like so hot but like so evil and like i don't know what to do about that (laughs) but also my friends are dead and i keep forgetting about that
0: this is the entire book where she's like oh no like Something really emotional and angsty has happened. Like, really serious themes going on. Like, you find out that you have a lost sibling, or a parent dies, or all of your friends are obliterated and everything is exploded in a bomb. And you're just like, there's a tiny bit of emotional processing, whatever that is. And then it's just like, oh my god, but Warner's so hot.
1: So we find out that all of Omega Point has been blown up. We find out that all of her friends are possibly dead. And in that instant, Juliet decides she is somehow capable of leading a rebellion between just her and Warner. They're literally going to just take over the world. And you're just like, where did this ambition come from, first of all? Second
0: of all, have you read the past two books, Juliet? Right. You do not do well in high stress situations.
1: She doesn't do well in high stress situations. She constantly doubts herself. But now suddenly she's like, I am all powerful. And
0: also, she grew up in a hole and literally almost died from one gunshot wound. And she's like, I am God. And I'm like, no, honey, you're not. (laughs) She almost. She
1: almost died of a gunshot wound to her heart, so I feel like we
0: should give some credit there. (laughs) Okay, she had super-powered teenagers heal her, so I give them the credit, not Juliet. So, as you'll remember, y'all, for the past two books, Juliet and... Like, we have been complaining about how Warner got this one, one, like, mildly powerful girl to... Like, he, he, like traded a bunch of armies for her he like begged his dad and like underwent a lot of abuse to get her and he was like she is the weapon that will solve all our problems and we were like she's not more powerful than like a gun right the logic didn't (laughs) make any sense no so i think tahara mafi realized that and is trying to like shore up the little plot hole because juliet decides to be leader of like the entire world and she like goes to talk to warner and she's like I'm going to lead the reestablishment and murder everyone and kill your dad. And I'm powerful. And Warner's like, excellent, my dear girl. He calls her my dear girl, which is really creepy. Um, And he's like, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time now. You are finally ready. And like, acts like this has been his plan the whole time. He's like, I was just waiting for that fighting spirit to awaken inside of you. And you're just like, what (laughs) the
1: like. So, yes.
0: And then furthermore, it gets even more convoluted
1: because we find out he didn't ever want to use her as a weapon. He says all of the things that we had said in our first episode, like, guns are so much cheaper, so much more logical. <laughs> I'm like, did someone cetera, leave a really long et Goodreads review? etc. <laughs> etc. Et but then, But then we find out that the real reason he was using Juliet and wanted to keep her captive is because his mom has a... Superpower ability that's kind of similar to Juliet's, except for she can't be touched even by herself. So, like, she lives in a state of constant agony. So, Warner heard about Juliet and how she can't touch other people and was like, wow, I wonder if I can learn things about Juliet. To apply to my mother but then he found juliet fell in love with her and now wants her to take over the world and you're just like this logic makes even less sense than when you were than when you were trying to make her a weapon like you should have just i
0: just tahara you realized the error of your ways and
1: then you made it even
0: worse she's like i'm gonna fight your dad and he's like great that's what i was going for and helping my mom and she's like great and he's like that's why i was being a creepy psychopath and she's like you know what that makes sense oh my god that's hot <laughs> and you're like this only makes more sense when you remember that both of them are 17 <laughs> <Like, laughs> and Warner- one of them grew up in a hole in the ground and one of them grew up like on a military Juliet base with no human contact Well, she says that she had parents, but the timelines are so skewed. Did she really, or did she just imagine them? We don't know.
1: Uh, Oh, I got you're being facetious. I see. I was like, don't recall. (laughs) I
0: I see. I say, stroking my mustache. You're being (laughs) facetious.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I don't recall anything about a hole in her origin story. Well. Essentially, the entire first part of the book, which, mind you, is the most boring start to a book I think I've ever encountered, especially (laughs) when you're finishing out a series. The whole first part of the book is Warner and Juliet talking and Warner explaining how all of the bad things that he did were actually not bad things and Juliet just judged him prematurely and it's all her fault that she views
0: him this way. But it's not. (laughs) He goes into like oh everything was an elaborate scheme i designed entirely for my father i'm like is your father an idiot because like (laughs) he's like i'm still not sure how i managed it and i'm like uh yeah me neither doesn't make sense recall from the last book
1: that or not the last book but recall from the first book that warner had Juliet put into this room where basically she had to rescue a toddler. She was wearing barely any clothes, so she didn't have any choice but to save this toddler from death by picking him up and holding him, which meant that she was injuring the toddler because she has death skin. I don't
0: know. And
1: Warner, and she brings that up, like, you made me hurt a toddler. Like, you're such a terrible person. And- and warner is like no i didn't i never made you hurt a a toddler what are you talking like think back on that moment did you ever see the toddler after that anyways we find out that the fucking that whole scene was really just a simulation and the toddler wasn't real and the things (laughs) happening weren't real the only thing that actually happened is juliet broke through a concrete wall and she's like oh okay that makes sense and i'm like no this is not any fucking better he caused you psychological trauma because he thought you thought that you injured a fucking toddler right like That's the effect not... was the same
0: <laughs> also and he's just like juliet you're so silly for thinking that And she's like oh my god you're right i am so silly and it's just like trauma gone poof. <laughs> like <laughs> also this will come up later, but I'm sitting here like, what about when he hung your boyfriend from a cattle hook right. and tried to bleed him dry and torture him in the middle of a warehouse? Huh? Is anyone going to remember that? No one's going to- nope, we're not going to bring that up? Okay, cool, just checking. <laughs> like, And, and also, Warner's like, okay, so, like, so we talk about emotional trauma he's caused. He's talking about his emotional trauma over his mom, about how, she, like, her skin can't touch anything and she's in a constant state of pain. And I was like, um, maybe just, like, put her in some clothes? Like, maybe get her one of those skin-tight suits that Juliet had so she can, like, not be in constant pain? Like, I j- they're just like, she's laying in a hospital bed, never moving. And I'm like, this seems like a really easily solvable problem. <laughs> like,
1: So, after she has this conversation with Warner where she's like, oh, maybe he's not as terrible as I thought, this is when she decides that she okay so we find out that warner isn't that terrible the same day that we also find out that all of her friends have been murdered which is also the same day that she decides she's capable of leading a rebellion um i've (laughs) always known
0: oh yeah yeah. yes i've always
1: known deep down who should be leading this resistance i felt it quietly for some time now always too scared to bring the words to my lips someone who's got nothing left to lose and everything to gain someone no longer afraid of anyone not castle not kenji not adam not even warner it should be me you in what qualifications, bitch?
0: <laughs> no girl, Can you're I an see idiot your resume of the highest order. I feel like this is back to it this reeks of the selection where America is like, I'm gonna reinvent democracy and everyone's like, oh, democracy? Like she's she's like, I think that people should be able to be paid for their work and live in houses. And not get murdered! And everyone's like, yeah! And I'm like, um. Okay. But
1: here's the thing. I respect what Kira Cass did in this election more than I respect what's happening in this fucking Ignite Me book. Because throughout the selection series, yes, Kira Cass acts like she invented democracy. You're absolutely right. However, at least she talks about politics. They don't talk about that in this book. The whole thing is just. Juliet is going to overthrow the reestablishment. That's it. Mm -hmm. The reestablishment is bad. We need to fight for Juliet.
0: That's it. Right. And her whole plan is to kill his dad. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you think that the the man that's ruling the entire world doesn't have a second in command? Like he doesn't have a plan in place for if he dies? Like, okay, sure. No, because that would be logical. And (laughs) no, because Juliet wouldn't have someone like that. Because Castle didn't. And the only thing she's seen of leadership has been Castle, who is just as much of a dumbass as she is if we're being honest you guys there's no plot in this book the plot doesn't the
1: actual conflict and plot doesn't happen until the last 50 pages that's not an exaggeration
0: obviously everything has to be really black and white and warner can't have done anything wrong or else he's not a viable love interest so we have to go through each situation and juliet finally brings up she's like you know what i understand your mom i understand the torturing of the toddler but what about that man that you shot when we were up on the roof and warner's like (laughs) wow how quickly you jump to his defense and she's like well you kind of shot a man in front of me on the roof just wondering and he's like seamus fletcher was a drunken bastard who was beating his wife and children he hadn't fed them in two weeks (laughs) i'm sorry i shouldn't be laughing (laughs) (laughs) he punched his nine-year-old daughter in the mouth breaking her two front teeth and fracturing her jaw he I'm sorry (laughs) there's so much about to go on he beat his pregnant wife so hard she lost the child he had two other children too a seven-year-old boy and a five-year-old girl he broke both their (laughs) arms (laughs) I'm not laughing Tara (laughs) <laughs> i'm not we laughing at the abuse i want to make that clear <laughs> we like
1: you literally could have just been like seamus fletcher was an, a drunken abusive asshole could have it at
0: that why also how does Warner know all of this like he, we never see him leave the compound he's always just there being with juliet and like aggravating her how does he know all of this
1: if he really was that fucking terrible of a person, like, the reason that he had been shot in the first place were for, like, uh, being a traitor against the reestablishment. Right. Like, that was was it. That's the only explanation that's given. I guess I just don't understand why you can't call him out on everything
0: if you're going to murder him. I don't... Well, it feels like this wasn't planned because it was Adam who tells her. It's Adam who tells her later. He was like, after the guy is shot, Adam was like it wasn't actually for uh, it, for whatever, for stealing. It was for treason against the reestablishment because mm-hmm. that's how they work. If Adam has that inside knowledge, like, th- this is Adam's co-worker. Like, I doubt, I highly doubt that Warner knows something Adam doesn't. This just feels i feel like we spent the first book building up adam then adam got boring and we were like you know what warner is a much more interesting psychopath than adam is let's make him the love interest and we just did a complete 180 and just to round just to round out
1: seamus fletcher seamus fletcher was murdering his family and you can call it whatever the hell you want to call it but i will never regret killing a man who would bash his wife's face into a wall i will never regret killing a man who would punch his nine-year-old daughter in the mouth i am not sorry and i will not apologize so we're just gonna like let that sit there for a second and um this whole this whole like first part of the book is Warner just telling Juliet, I'm not as bad as you think I am because you've misjudged me. But I was like, all of last book, Warner was trying to convince Juliet that he wasn't as good as she was insinuating
0: that he was. <laughs> and now he's like, Why'd you believe me? You were supposed oh to God. You were supposed to save me. This whole time he's just like, Oh no, I'm a tragic, lonely, powerful man, and no one will ever know my true inner feelings
1: so now juliet's feeling fucking guilty because warner is like i killed a murderer i killed a man who was murdering his family and she's like wow i i didn't realize that he was unaware of how deeply i detested him and i was like juliet you still almost had sex with him several times clearly you didn't hate him that much
0: <laughs> it was hate sex There was a lot of passion going there was a lot of Whatever. sexual tension going on in the last book and as if to further
1: the point that we now need to like Warner, we had to give him some likable traits. Mm-hmm. So what does Tahara Mafi do? She makes him a fashionista.
0: <laughs> I will say it worked. Like, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> Juliet walks into his closet and there's, like, clothes everywhere. And she's like, wow, I've never seen him, like, have a personality before. But it looks like he really cares about those trousers. <laughs>
1: Look at all my clothes, Juliet.
0: <laughs> it works on Juliet, too, because she's like, well, everything except the time when he randomly tortured my boyfriend has been explained away. Warner has a great sense of fashion. Don't see why he wouldn't make a great love interest. We sure got over Adam fast for a, a boyfriend who died like a day ago. <laughs> right. Because, again, we're still pretty sure that Adam is dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to round off. The whole character development. Juliet's like, you allow the world to think you're a heartless murderer, I tell him, and you're not. And he laughs and he's like, no, I'm afraid I'm just the regular kind of murderer. (laughs) Character development.
1: (laughs) Then Juliet demands that Warner take her to the side of Omega Point being blown up because she remembers that she may or may not have lost all of her friends. um, Because she forgets that a lot but she shows up at this site and kenji shows up and she she and kenji start talking and kenji is like i'm not the only one that's alive there's a whole group of us warner ends up letting juliet go and he's like i'm coming back for you in a few hours so like just you have a couple of hours and then i'm gonna come find you so he leaves
0: kenji starts out by like he's super excited to see juliet but he's like everything is gone, everything, like, there is no everyone, like, acting like everyone is dead, and Juliet's like, oh, shit, like, Kenji's the only one that's alive, and she's really sad, and then he starts telling her, like, oh, well, like, Adam's alive, and, like, uh, James is alive, and, like, running through the people that are alive, and she's like, oh, I thought you said everyone was dead, and he's like, well, everyone else is dead, and there were, like, hundreds of people in there, (laughs) (laughs) And she's kind of like, well, yeah, but I don't care about them. (laughs) So we find out that
1: that people are still alive. She finds out that Adam is still alive. Supposedly the love of her life. And... Kenji calls her on her shit because she like never says anything after that. She finds out that people are alive and he's like, she just leaves it at that. And then she she starts talking about Warner and how Warner yeah. is going to help <laughs> them take down the reestablishment.
0: Like, oh, and at Kenji least the nine like, non-essential characters or al- side characters are right, alive. <laughs> right.
1: Kenji is like, you do realize you haven't asked me a single question about him, right? R- referring to Adam. I mean, I just told you the whole saga of all this shit that happened to us and you were just like, oh, okay, cool story Bro, <laughs> thanks for sharing. You didn't freak out or ask if Adam was injured. You didn't ask me what happened to him or even how he's coping right now, especially seeing how he, he thinks you're dead and everything. And then she's like, Yes, I Kenji. felt guilty. She's like, the, <laughs> I suddenly felt guilty. And then the chapter continues
0: on and she still never asks a single question about Adam. No, she doesn't. They start arguing. And Kenji's like, I think that you're trying to get your ass kicked. And she goes, You couldn't kick my ass if I had 10 of them. <laughs> i was like what the fuck is that supposed to mean
1: and then okay this is just a, this is just something that irritated me because clearly we don't understand the world enough but all of these people are staying at adam's old apartment and kenji is explaining like yeah this is where we're staying it was the most logical place to go and he's like especially since all of the plumbing still works and he's paid for everything almost through the end of the year and i'm like what do you mean it's been paid for if he's living off the grid so that the reestablishment doesn't know that he's there and also i guess i just got the impression with like this dictatorship that like i just feel like paying bills just (laughs) seems so weird and mundane and such an odd thing to include (laughs) and i'm just like i don't understand anything about this world i don't i don't get what's going on right now. right
0: i thought i remembered in the beginning that the government just kind of like switches the power on and off like whenever they want to but then they're paying bills but then someone mentions the power rangers later and i'm like the fuck is your tv like
1: (laughs) Right, they talk, like, what time frame are we talking about right now?
0: Because they also talk about how, like, there's no, they don't have a television, and, like, it only plays government propaganda. So, excuse me, sir. As they're walking back to Adam's house to reunite Juliet with everyone, Kenji is explaining how everybody survived, and basically it was just that they were all in the right place at the right time and he's talking about how like oh so and so randomly had to do this thing over in this other place so they didn't get blown up and i was randomly out here with Adam, so we didn't get blown up and the craziest shit is that if james had stayed at the point like we told him to where we thought he'd be safe he would have died i was like wow so crazy kenji it's almost like it's a plot bunny so that everybody (laughs) that we care about is alive (laughs) She's reunited
1: with everyone. She's reunited with Adam. It's this very tender moment until Warner shows up and Adam realizes that Juliet and Warner have a bit of a thing going on since (laughs) Adam last saw her three days ago. Juliet just, like, starts having this realization that, like, Adam just wants Juliet to be the same submissive girl that she was before and she's like but i'm not like that anymore i'm all powerful i can't be that girl anymore i had been shackled a prisoner in my own mind but finally finally i have learned to break free i am no longer afraid of fear and i will not let it rule me
0: fear will learn to fear me um i will take some of what she's having please (laughs) (laughs) and and right before that she's like this was my other favorite quote doubt had married my fear and moved into my mind where it built castles and ruled kingdoms and reigned over me bowing to my will to its whispers until i was little more than an acquiescing peon too terrified to disobey too terrified to disagree (laughs) that is terrifying (laughs) like you said juliet is over here being like adam's just jealous that i am independent and strong and like he does get worse as the book goes on but in the, initially he's just like like she's talking about how Horner's is not as much of a monster as we thought and he's going to help us out and adam's like uh you like him now like you're friends with him the same guy who tried to kill me he had hung me from a conveyor belt in a slaughterhouse juliet or have you already forgotten that i flinch drop my head in shame i had forgotten about that (laughs) and i was like you know honestly like me too girl (laughs) tbh (laughs) she like she rescued him from that that slaughterhouse and like carried him to Mm -hmm. like back to the hospital and she's like oh right so sorry it might (laughs) be
1: well okay and then on top of that we so yes adam makes fair points but he's also being like a huge asshole through all of this like tahira mafi does not want you to like adam by the end of this book and so they start arguing and and juliet is is basically trying to convince adam to join this rebellion um that juliet has now decided that she's the leader of um and adam is like no like we finally got into a place where we're safe i don't want to fight anymore i just want to live and she's like this is no way of living etc etc and adam starts lecturing her on how she has no idea what it means to really live or what trauma or what tough living is You think you've had it hard living in psych wards and being thrown in jail. You think that was difficult. But what you don't realize is that you've always had a roof over your head and food delivered to you on a regular basis. And that's more than most people will ever have. And he just keeps going on and he's like, you have no idea what it's like to watch your family starve in front of you. Um sometimes i think you live in some fantasy land where everyone survives on optimism but it doesn't work that way out here and i'm just like damn son sir she was she's been like tortured her entire life she accidentally murdered a toddler like you have no right to
0: speak on what it means to struggle right you can't compare your trauma to someone else's trauma at the same time though dropping some valid points (laughs) Like on the next page because Juliet's like whatever fuck you I'm gonna go lead the rebellion and he's like um all of us are half dead there's eight of us and one 10 year old boy trying to fight an entire army like that's just not reasonable it's not gonna happen and he's like if I'm going to die I don't want it to be for a stupid reason if I go to war and if I risk my life I want it to be because the odds are in my favor like not because it's just this suicide mission (laughs) like and Juliet's like it's not stupid to fight for humanity. And I'm like, you know what? He kind of right, though. Like, it's, he's not making unreasonable points. He's just saying a lot of mean things along with the reasonable points.
1: Because then Warner shows up and makes everything a million times worse because Adam is like, oh, clearly there's something going on here. And then he, like, loses his fucking mind that Juliet and Warner are getting along and that Juliet is is uh defending warner
0: and juliet's super surprised when warner shows up she's like how did he find me and i'm like girl he gave you a tracker to take with you to adam's house so he could find you what do you mean how did he find you <laughs> but also he's he
1: says that he didn't use that he says that right? <laughs> he's
0: like i just knew that you would be here because we're connected through our love and i'm like what the fuck is this book <laughs>
1: logically because adam its the only place that adam lived and he was like this is the only place that they would have been off grid why so logically I, like, would they go back here. he's
0: paying bills he's not off the grid <laughs> anyway sorry continue with the adam and warner face-off there's not much of a face-off it's just adam yelling at warner and warner dropping some sick burns <laughs>
1: like for example uh do you never get exhausted being so wholly unbearable? You have about as much charisma as the rotting innards of unidentified roadkill. And I'm like, yep, Burn. sounds like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, then, but then Warner shows up and Juliet decides to give her speech to the whole group saying, I've been thinking about this a lot and I think I need to be your leader in this rebellion. And I'm like, but it's been... You woke up yesterday from, like, your coma from when you got shot. Like, you have not been thinking about
0: this a lot. No. Um, Also, Castle, their previous leader, has been in this, like, weird, like, traumatized coma the whole time. And Juliet says that, and her drama bullshit literally (laughs) raises him from the dead. And he's like, Juliet, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. (laughs) he's like,
1: juliet, i realize now that i was too optimistic and i didn't think things through very much and now i realize that you are way better suited. you as a 17 year old girl know exactly what you're doing
0: even though you came up with this plan yesterday. and like, i will not argue that sometimes 17 year olds are smarter than adults. i will give them that, that's fair. but like, when it comes Juliet, to leading yeah, a we're rebellion, talking about. <laughs> and also Castle's like, you're right. I was too optimistic. Me with my hundreds of super powered people and years of planning, we were not as good as you, the one seventeen year old with your ten- army of ten people and one ten year old. She also
1: says that like a condition of this rebellion is that Warner is also going to be helping them do it, mm-hmm. and everyone is like, okay, like can we trust him? And Juliet's like, yes, and they're like, great, we're on board. And Adam is like how can you all be so fucking naive? Like, which he has valid points and Warner is not betraying them because he's in love with Juliet. But still, like, no one is logically thinking things through. And well, no. it's very irritating. Remember
0: the end of last book when Warner was like, I want to learn to use my powers and be with all of you. And they were like, okay, let him out of his prison. And then the next day, he literally just like ran away. <laughs> like, And Adam brings this up and everyone's like, Adam, shh, shh is adam the only one who read the last book like (laughs) like, it just
1: continues to get worse and more pathetic because then adam starts airing his and Juliet's dirty laundry in front of literally everyone which he's never had a
0: problem doing
1: he's just like he's like i left everything i knew in my life because of you because i thought that we were going to be together and Juliet is like we ran away so that we could fight this and change things and he's like no we ran away so that we could be together and juliet being the badass bitch occasionally that she is (laughs) says i need more i wanted you to adam but i need more than that i need to be free please try and understand and fucking in front of everyone
0: she just like shuts him down and you would think that that would be the end of it you know and maybe they'd have some more discussions later but no no we spend the next like I swear, a hundred pages, that's an exaggeration, but I'm right, where they just go back and forth. They're like, Adam storms off and Warner's like, Juliet, I need to speak with you urgently in private. And they're like, go speak in Adam's room alone. So they go into Adam's room and they talk. And then she comes out and Kenji's on the other side and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, um having a conversation like you saw us just go in that room to have a conversation like two minutes ago why are you so surprised and kenji's like flipping out and then they walk out and then adam sees that they've gone into a room together and he's like what were you doing having sex in my brother's bedroom and she's like no it's like the weirdest most disjointed (laughs) like i didn't i didn't understand the interactions between everyone for the next 50 pages But between all
1: of this angst and arguing and Adam pining after Juliet and Juliet pining after Warner, we finally get to Warner agreeing that the entire group can come and stay on the compound so that they can have consistent food and water, a place to stay, and a place to train for this nonsensical plan that they are somehow going to execute. And the Mm -hmm. plan is essentially take over the army in sector 45 and then kill anderson so warner agrees to have them all come to his place adam throws a complete <laughs> fucking fit about it and he
0: and him never and james, stops for the rest of the book
1: <laughs> him and james refuse to come to the compound and everyone else leaves and james and adam stay there
0: mm-hmm. james, Edding, james and adam. G- yeah yeah oh yeah james and adam. yeah james and adam, yeah, james yeah. And adam. <laughs> Uh, Juliet and Kenji go up on the roof, have some girl talk. It's, like, weird because they're in the middle of a, like, angsty battle where all their friends died, but it's fine. Part of the reason
1: why Warner finally agrees to take everyone in is because Adam kicks Juliet out of the house. (laughs) And he's like, you can't stay here with us. Because she originally was telling Warner, like, I need to stay with my friends. I'm not going to go back with you. And he was like, fine, whatever. And then Adam is like, no, fuck you. You're not staying in my house. And kenji is like dude like what do you want her to do she can't just like where is she supposed to go she can't just live on the streets and adam is like i don't give a shit anymore she can go do whatever the hell she wants you want to be with him go drop dead
0: (laughs) and then we find out (laughs) eating
1: away at her
0: body yes well and we find out he means drop dead literally and not in a figurative sense in the next couple of pages, when he comes back out to start yelling at her again. And Kenji's like, why can you literally just chill, man? And Adam goes, Adam was like, I was happier when I thought she was dead. And Kenji's like, "Uh, you don't mean that. And Adam's like, oh, I mean it. I really, really mean it. Thinking you were dead was so much better. It hurts so much less than this
1: he's also convinced that they didn't break up break. even though they had a very public breakup and everyone in the room is like no dude we were all there you definitely <laughs> broke up
0: <laughs> Tahara right. Mafia is just over here straight up like yeeting people off of the Adam train like you still like Adam we're done with that
1: <laughs> she's having angsty thoughts about her and Adam and she's wondering if she ever really loved him in the first place
0: yes and as you'll recall in every literally every YA book ever but especially these adam has a bird tattoo and that's why juliet thought she was in love with him only the bird tattoo that's it nothing else no but Um, literally that's the only (laughs) thing she then goes on to say (laughs) listen girl grew up in a hole doesn't have a lot of concept of love she never watched literally
1: a hole literally a hole
0: (laughs) she never watched power rangers like kenji she just doesn't know a lot about relationships in the real world Then she's looking at Warner, (laughs) and she says that she starts having hope. Warner, a white bird with streaks of gold like a crown atop its head, a fair-skinned boy with gold hair, the leader of Sector 45. It was always him, all along, the Link. (laughs) I just wrote, maybe the real bird was the psychopath we fell in love with along the way. (laughs) (laughs) she's like in love with adam and then she looks at warner and she's like oh my god warner is the bird (laughs) and never before in our history of these books has someone ever actually fallen in love with the bird this is new (laughs) what do you call it when people are 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 attracted to birds no attracted to birds birds specifically there's a word i bet i'm gonna find it bestiality no but there's there's gotta be a word for birds i'm gonna look it up ornithophile, a person who loves birds, a bird lover.
1: No, that's no no no, it, you have to look up people who are sexually attracted to birds. I don't think I want to look that up. But that's not it's going to be a different term. <laughs> okay, 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 fine, fine, I'll fine. Okay,
0: you look it up. I'm what saving is I'm saving word my innocent eyes for
1: someone who is sexually
0: this is something we should have looked up last birds. night. I'm not drunk enough for this anymore.
1: <laughs> oh no. Ornithophilia <laughs> is the sexual the sexual attraction to birds it's according be, to Urban Dictionary. It's gotta be real hard
0: for people who just like really love looking at birds and it's like, hey what are you what what is a word you would use to describe yourself and they're like i'm an ornithophile and you google that and you're like bye <laughs>
1: um bye, there's juliet. also a more simple definition of birdophile so maybe we'll just use that birdophile. birdophile.
0: <laughs> great so now that we have uh confirmed that juliet is a birdophile
1: <laughs> yeah Which just sounds- To clarify, she's sexually attracted to birds. Sounds just
0: as bad as it is.
1: We then come to, um, Juliet walks into Warner's office and he is applying scar cream to scars on his back and he's trying to get rid of them and she's asking him where they came from. They were my birthday presents. He says, every year from the time I was five until I turned 18, he didn't come back for my 19th birthday. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh no my favorite part of this entire scene is when he says that is a violation of privacy after stealing her fucking journal and refusing to give it back after she told him those are my deepest most innermost depressive and suicidal thoughts and i don't want you to have them and he's like nah bitch i'ma read it anyway my favorite part of this whole scene is when they
1: somehow we go from you're invading my privacy to him saying i love you he breaks his voice his back his knees his face he breaks he had to hold on to the side of his desk
0: he can't meet my eyes and then just continues to repeat that he loves her and boy literally cannot keep himself upright to tell her he loves like Juliet and warner are right for each other only because they're both so extra that they cannot be with anyone else like (laughs) it's like it's like ian says earlier he's like it's like a soap opera but with worse acting (laughs) the scene ends with warner making her leave saying for the love of god juliet i have lost my dignity (laughs) so they all end up at warner's compound
1: and adam and james have been left behind we find out that so the plan is to kill anderson and we find out Anderson is on a ship in the middle of the ocean, so basically they have to lure him into town in order to kill him. They can't go to the middle of the ocean and, and then try and murder him. So- Unfortunately. So they decide that they're going to tell the soldiers that Juliet's alive and win the soldiers over. Which, <laughs> simple enough, right? Right. They're going to win this and then once they have their support news will spread and Anderson will be forced to come back here here he'll have to try and take us down he'll have no other choice and mm-hmm. once he's back we take him out we fight in his army we fight him in his army and we win and then we take over the country
0: I can't see any way of this plan going wrong Why couldn't you just send an army to shut it like I just Right also I was like there is no way like you're going to stand in front of this huge group of soldiers be like follow me now we're gonna murder my dad and the soldiers are gonna be like okay i'm in yeah
1: <laughs> they literally just they literally all they like okay. you and the what plan army? Is just the plan is just we tell them that juliet is still alive we tell them what juliet's powers are we show them what everyone else can do they will be on our side and they will be willing to die die for our cause but we don't even really have a cause because our only cause is to kill anderson and that's our that's it that's which, as far as we got
0: which 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 i would just like to point out previously i have been making comments like juliet is not more powerful than a gun which was true until this book because <laughs> juliet, juliet is the biggest fucking mary sue we thought that zoe was the biggest mary sue juliet is literally indestructible listen listen i am going to i'm going to give you this bullshit explanation that she starts giving to everyone and then i'm going to list in order all of the things that juliet can do with her power in the order it was introduced in the series are you ready (laughs) are you ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready okay great so um (laughs) my power juliet says has to do with more than just my skin plot twist It's in my bones, my blood, and my skin. My real power is an insane kind of super strength. Just let that sink in for a minute. So her skin is one element of that. But it's like her body puts up a shield. It's like barbed wire to keep intruders away. But then, like, without injuring herself. So, like, if the earth is trying to attack her, she can, like, break through it. So, like, I don't know. This explanation makes no sense. And I'm going to walk you through our progression here we start with juliet can kill people with her skin then we progress to juliet can punch a hole in a wall juliet can punch a hole in the world juliet can cause earthquakes (laughs) juliet can be bulletproof juliet can be fucking invincible <laughs> juliet can be telekinetic and move shit including people with her mind oh and then i'm and sorry then, isn't that castle's deal like what is the point of him can we just kill him off too well
1: okay and then here's the next thing that irritated me because juliet juliet randomly has this realization like you know i noticed that everyone else can turn off their abilities do you think i could turn off my oh my god skin
0: <laughs> like that, She's that's like, never occurred everyone, to her before
1: like like kenji's <laughs> able to like not be invisible all the time and like castle's not always like moving shit with his like so she like miraculously just in that moment literally in that moment turns off her death skin and then people are able to touch her.
0: Also they're all like freaking out and they're like we're hugging you and this is the thing that we're doing now and you're not dying. and i'm just like she literally had a skin tight suit that she was wearing last book and everyone was freaking out about hugging her then what do you mean you're touching her for the first time like you can touch her through her clothes it's just that now she can have sex with people okay so then it turns into (laughs) which she must do immediately apparently she
1: realizes when she realizes that she can touch anyone she turns to kenji and is like oh my god this means that now anyone i choose to be with is going to be by choice and not by default like this means i could be with anyone and not just warner or adam and then immediately she goes to warner and has sex with warner and they're in love Mm -hmm. so like not but like not by default by choice you know
0: (laughs) my favorite scene because they have they have sex multiple times throughout the rest of the book like very vaguely and with a lot of fun language but um my favorite part is when so they're like laying on the bed together and they start making out whatever like the way that they're talking you think that they're about to have sex and then juliet is just like I'm trying to keep my eyes open, but I can't. And she falls asleep. She's literally falling (laughs) asleep. asleep. And then Warner goes, Are you asleep now? And she goes, And she nods, and he goes, That's good. (laughs) And I'm just like, And then he's like, I'm going to keep kissing you. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm glad that I wasn't the
1: only one who was confused by this because this entire scene is literally leading up to them having sex. Right. And then she's like, "And I'm falling asleep." And you're like, "Wait, I thought you
0: like are you falling asleep during sex? I'm confused." and then she's like i've got to stay awake warner's having sex with me and i want to remember this but i just can't i'm so tired and warner's like shh go to sleep (laughs) What the fuck warner (laughs) they
1: end up together which makes it even more awkward when you find out that kenji's been sneaking out of the compound to go see adam and james because he's worried about them and he Mm -hmm. knows that they're not going to survive out there so kenji comes back to julia and he's like Hey, just so you know, um Adam and James are going to be coming to the compound. I was able to finally talk them into to coming. And Julia's like, "Well, how did you do that?" And Kenji's like, well i might have told him that you miss him and i also might have told him that you talk about him all the time and that you cry a lot and how much you miss him maybe i don't know we talked about a lot of things and she's like i'm gonna fucking murder you kenji you dumbass i love you and he's like no bad juliet you don't kill you don't like to kill people remember you are, you're against that remember you like to talk about feelings and rainbows
0: <laughs> honestly kenji is the only person that i love throughout this entire book and like the only person so i care she... about for real though the co- the
1: comedy from kenji in this book is actually hilarious the there, were times, part, yes, there were several times because that there were several times i laughed out loud
0: We are in the last, like, 20 pages now.
1: So Adam shows back up to the compound, and immediately she goes over to Adam, and she's like, hey, um, Kenji lied to you. First thing she says, (laughs) and he's like, and then she's just talking about, like, you know, I haven't been crying about you, I don't love you anymore, I don't think that we should be together, and Adam is just like, oh, okay, I mean, Kenji just told me all of that, but, like, it really sucks to hear it from the source, so, like, (laughs) thanks (laughs) she's like so why are you she's like why are you here like why are you continuing to stay even though you know that this isn't going to work out and he's just like he's like if i don't stay here me and my brother are going to die so here i am my pride in the toilet hoping i can stay in my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend's bachelor pad (laughs) and i want to kill myself and i was like same adam which like fair that's fair And then he just like keeps talking shit to her. Kenji's like, "Can you please calm down, Adam?" And he's like, "I am being cool. I'm a freaking saint. I don't know anyone else who would be as generous as I am right now. You were lying to me the whole time we were together. You were cheating on me." She's like, "No, I
0: wasn't." Which yes she was. And then <laughs> but like she didn't think it, but she was. It's just like Adam wasn't supposed to forth. know that.
1: Dude, Adam is just a complete fucking psychopath in this book (laughs) the only like preparation that we get for this master plan literally warner helps teach juliet how to fight and that's Mm -hmm. the preparation and then the next major thing that we move he teaches her to fight in a sexual way then the next major thing is warner has to go see his mom and
0: warner's mom has passed away i'm gonna be honest (laughs) i didn't mark anything for the rest of the entire book like i can sum it up in three sentences
1: like pretty much didn't either i'm just taking a look through just to double check yeah there are like literally 50 pages where i just didn't mark like here's what i've got
0: uh warner and adam find out they're brothers they fight they decide to go then they're friends they decide to go and kill anderson they get on the ship drama, drama, drama. Juliet explodes stuff. Anderson is dead. The world is saved. That's it. That's like, you and get action, action for like 20 pa- And the action is just Juliet like running through a ship, dodging and slash deflecting bullets with her randomly bulletproof skin. And then she like finds Anderson. He almost kills her with this other supernatural guy who controls like power waves. She kills them both. It's like... Really anticlimatic for like everything that Tara Mafi put me through. Honestly,
1: <laughs> we we haven't mentioned this yet, but just just take into consideration that this book was supposed to be the end of the series, right? So this is how the book ends. The entire book is dialogue and juliet coming to realize that she loves warner and juliet realizing that she's literally indestructible and has every power under the fucking sun other than invisibility but she's got kenji for that so and then at the very end we get we get insulted by this 50 pages of so-called action and it's not even real action and you're just like all i wanted in these books was
0: super cool fighting scenes from <laughs> these mutant children i wanted X- maybe Men. even just one yes yes i especially after the end of the first book where they gave them all these super suits and then at the end of the last book where they were like everything is exploded like but just kidding they're still alive like are we gonna fight like no we're not i was so this book played me it played me hard i fell for it i'm not proud this is literally a fucking soap opera but with worse acting. It's like what Ian said. It's a soap opera, but with worse acting. This is like days of our, this is like days of our lives shit. Trying to explain these books to people are how I felt trying to explain. Avery came in and started watching Grey's Anatomy with, uh, Rachel and I the other night, and every time someone would bring something up, Avery would be like, what? And we were like, oh, oh yeah, um, So DeLuca went to jail for Meredith because she was, like, feigning insurance fraud because she pretended that this immigrant's daughter was hers when it wasn't. Now she's trying to fight the system, but then she loved him and so she, like, went back and sacrificed herself for him and then she actually ended up in jail. But it's okay, she's out now. And also he's crazy because he, like, inherited this, like, mental illness from his dad and now he's, like, super overly paranoid and they might have to fire him. (laughs) And then we'd hit play again and then go for five more minutes, and she'd be like, What? <laughs> and we'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's like the third affair that so and so had with so and so, and they had a child. And like, <laughs> Also, I'm
1: actually upset that Juliet is the one that killed Anderson. Who did you want it to be? Warner or Adam? I think it was the. O- I yeah. don't. I like, I understand that Juliet was going to be the leader, but I just think it made more sense to have one of the two, specifically Warner, I
0: think, right. kill.
1: Because, like, he's he's the murderous one. Adam isn't. Right. I right. don't know why it bothered me, but it bothered me. No,
0: you're right. I feel like, like, if, if we're going to have that emotional resolution, if it's going to be a soap opera, like, give me the emotional resolution of letting one of these sons kill their horrible, terrible father. So last, last minute me, comment always. that I have is that Juliet points out at one point, she's like yelling at Kenji and she's like, I was locked up for 274 days. And I was just like, (sighs) like, that's less than a year. The timeline of how long she was locked up and how long she grew up with her parents and like. No, it doesn't make any sense. It it changes every book and I am just so shook right now. (laughs) Okay, so rapid fire.
1: Because being this close to you is doing things to me, strange things, and irrational things, and things that flutter against my chest and braid my bones together. I want a pocketful of punctuation marks
0: to end the thoughts he's forced into my head. Ouch. (laughs) Um, You deserve to live. You deserve to be alive. He's staring at me unblinking. Come back to life, love i'll be here when you wake up and i just started singing in my head wake me up wake me up inside (laughs) wake me up inside save me save me from i was like this is a duet you gotta jump in here (laughs) help me out (laughs) (sighs) Um, save me from this
1: nothing okay i'm done now his kisses on my body my pants on the floor his desperate confessions unhinging my joints
0: I know this also isn't specifically a quote, but the time that she wakes up naked in bed and Warner is just sitting there staring at her with an old man in the corner.
1: (laughs) No gun, no sword, no army or king will ever be more powerful than a sentence. Swords may cut and kill, but words will stab and stay, burying themselves in our bones to become corpses we carry into the future all the time, digging and failing to rip their (laughs) skeletons from our flesh.
0: (laughs) and we are quotation marks, inverted and upside down, clinging to one another at the end of this life sentence, trapped by lives we did not choose. um, paragraphs
1: and paragraphs begin building walls around me, blocking and justifying as they find ways to fit together, linking and weaving and leaving no room for escape, and every single space between every unspoken word clambers up and into my open mouth, down my throat and into my chest, filling me
0: with so much emptiness, I think I might just float away. (laughs) i will be unapologetic. i will live with no regrets. i will reach into the earth and rip out the injustice and i will crush it in my bare hands. i want anderson to fear me and i want him to beg for mercy and i want to say no, not for you, never for you. and i don't care if that's not nice enough. that time when adam's explaining to her that he's finally managed to control his powers and that now, like, they can touch each other without him being electrocuted again so they're meant to be together. (laughs) and juliet goes, we're too different now we want different things and this all this managed to prove is that you are extremely good at turning me off (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that that's funny Um, this is just a bash
1: on adam book (laughs) yep um and something inside of me shatters every vertebra every knuckle both kneecaps both hips i'm a pile of bones on the floor and no one knows it but me i am a broken skeleton with a beating heart oh damn (laughs) i don't know where we're going he and i but i know i want to get there we are hours and minutes reaching for the same second holding hands as we spin forward into new days and the promise of something better but though we'll know forward and we've known backward we will never know the present this moment and the next one and even the one that would have been right now are gone already (laughs) already passed and all we're left with are these tired bodies and only proof that we've lived through a time
0: and survived it and you can what never get that time back just like we can't get the time back that we read this book and you can't get the time back you took listening to this podcast so so anyway final thoughts thoughts. (laughs) i don't know if i'm glad or very upset that there's actually another book coming out because i want her to redeem herself and like i want more of that crazy shit writing but if i get another book like this i will fucking cut someone i can't i just can't
1: i this is the worst finale ever because this was meant to be a finale so i don't know if she was like planning on doing a spin-off series or something because this didn't really answer any questions nope there was nothing resolved other than she's with Warner now and somehow she took over the sector and is suddenly and now is going to take over the country. And but... we
0: hate Adam.
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. At least the cover's pretty. Yeah, cover's I do really like pretty. the cover. Did mm-hmm. you notice that there's a bird in her eye? I
0: did, I did notice there's a bird in her eye. It kind of looks like the... Um, the mocking cover a bit <laughs> it does a little bit you know got those vibes
1: so this week for a non-book recommendation um i recommend naomi and eli's no kiss list which i saw it on netflix and it had victoria justice in it <laughs> and immediately i was like this is gonna be bad so i watched it <laughs> thinking it was going to be bad and i really liked that movie it's about naomi the super hot girl who knows she's hot which is always refreshing it is um and her best friend Eli, and Eli is gay, and Naomi is wholeheartedly in love with Eli, and not really willing to accept the fact that he's gay. And it's just the story of the two of them, and just... It's done so well, and I thought it was going to turn into, like, somehow be offensive, and it wasn't, and it was really <laughs> good, and a very heartwarming story, so... Yes.
0: And it was so heartwarming that she made me go watch it the next night and watched it with me again. (laughs) I did. I watched it two days in a row. And it's actually uh, based off of a book by David Levithan, who we love. We want to recommend the book as well as our literature and non-literature recommendation. Um, I haven't actually read this particular book, but I've read a lot of other books by David Levithan, and I honestly love him. He's an incredible writer. He's done some great short story collaborations as well. Uh, Definitely go go read that or watch it in whatever media form you prefer. I will try and go through our Instagram. I know we've been posting our book recs on our Instagram page when the episodes drop. Cool. So, those are our recommendations for the week. Just wanted to say thank you again. Y'all, we have over 2,000 downloads now, which is just absolutely insane. And we um, are hoping that someday we will have enough money to cover our recording subscriptions. (laughs) But uh, the way that you can help out is super free and super easy. Just go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We super appreciate it. It is like tipping us that's all <laughs> i don't know where i was going um, with that sentence it ended in a strange place i'm sorry please leave us a five-star review <laughs>
1: yes um and also you can send us an email at worst thing we read at gmail.com uh send us an email so that we can read it on our podcast or you can dm us on twitter at worst thng we read or on instagram at worst thing we
0: read Mm-hmm. Um, and please reach out we're all quarantined we're all going crazy kate's going a little bit crazier than the oh, rest yeah, of us
1: but... <laughs> I, I actually haven't mentioned it in this episode but uh
0: still quarantined. sorry i brought that up anyway we're gonna leave now <laughs> i'm almost done i'm almost done i'm on day like 10 so I'm really proud of you you almost made it to the point where you could come out and visit before the borders shut down but alas TBA i feel like a um, shelter in place is bound to happen in washington so fingers crossed that we can still leave that's all we have to say. We love y'all and we will see you next week. Not with our eyes, but But with with our our mouths. mouths.